0: We continue with our third of four Sundays looking at our parish rule or rhythm of life. Remember this document? If you don't have a copy of it, get a copy of it on the table in the entrance way. This is our parish rule or rhythm of life, something that we put together before the pandemic as something to define our understanding of who we are as a parish family here in Paris, Ontario. And not just as a parish family, but as an Anglican parish family. When we put it together, um, just as I came as your new rector, uh, it was clear to me that being Anglican was really important to this parish. And I thought, that's great, because that's something that's important to me as well. Because as you know, I am not Anglican by birth. I converted into the Anglican Church. And so to hear an Anglican parish that is actually identifies what is important to it that one of its key values is its Anglican identity, that was really important for me as well, and so I was glad that we were on the same page on that. So what I want to do today is to reflect on that value that we've identified. It's number five in the the values section, um, but it doesn't mean it's fifth in importance. It just means it's numerically number five, because as I said, all the values that we've identified as being important to us in this parish all work and coalesce together. So, the question I want to focus on this morning is why is it important to be Anglican today here in Paris? Why is it important for this parish to identify itself as Anglican? And let me at the outset put aside a persistent rumor that has haunted me for the past couple months. I am not a Roman Catholic in disguise, and I am not trying to convert us into be a Roman Catholic parish. And if, you're, if that's news to you that you haven't heard that rumour, that's good. But for those of you who know what I'm talking about, I can assure you, and I've tried to assure people time and time again, I'm Anglican by choice, and I'm an Anglican priest, and there is no other agenda. Part of the reason why maybe the Roman Catholic tradition is important to me is because two of my brothers are in fact Roman Catholic and did convert into that tradition but that's my brothers, that's not me. I'm an Anglican. We are Anglican. So let's reflect on that. Why is it important for us to be Anglican today here in Paris? How many people tuned in, whether to the whole service or to part of it, to the Queen's funeral? I'm sure even if you didn't watch the service itself, you saw it on the news. You saw it being broadcast on social media and other places. Did you know that an estimated 4.1 billion, billion, B, billion, tuned in to watch the funeral of the Queen, and even more people watched it on video afterward on YouTube or wherever they watch their videos? That means that 63% of the entire world's population had gathered around their televisions and their tablets to watch an Anglican liturgy. Okay, they were watching the burial of the Queen, I get it. But by tuning in to watch the burial of Queen Elizabeth, they were also, whether they knew it or not, tuning into an Anglican liturgy. Because the Queen's funeral liturgy, according to her own desires and according to the laws of, the, of England and the Church of England of which she was the head, the 1662 Book of Common Prayer is the official prayer book of the Church of England. And so people were seeing a service conducted for the, for the Queen in the final definitive edition of the Book of Common Prayer. It's quite something if you think about it. Again, when you're tuning in to see the Queen buried, you're tuning in to see all the pomp and the pageantry. But guess what? Anglicans are really good at pomp and pageantry. And part of it is just because of that English heritage we have. But is that what it means to be Anglican, is to be English? To have historical rootedness in the the Church of England, of which the Queen and now the King are head? Well, no. But the fact that over half the world's population, whether they knew it or not, were watching an Anglican liturgy, is important for us to consider today as Anglicans in Canada. Because one of the things as a result that came out of the queen's funeral was a renewed interest in a secular world about what were we seeing? What were we hearing? Why were those words spoken? Why were those actions performed? What was going on? So as Anglicans, this is a good opportunity for us to reflect on the treasures and the riches of our tradition as a secular world, was tuning in and got to see a lesson in Anglican liturgy and history. And it's especially important for us to reflect on this as Canadian Anglicans, because Anglicanism in Canada is in pretty steep decline. We know this. Anglicans make up less than one percent of the population of, of, of people in Canada. We know that the pandemic has sped up a lot of church decline across denominations, not just the Anglican church. We know that we live in a very secular, very consumerist world and culture that is not really interested in religion. But now we stand at a moment where the world was tuned in for only, if only, how long was the service? Like three hours? It's pretty long. But they were tuned in, and maybe there's an opportunity for us to reflect on that, as I said. So, why this talk about decline? in our Canadian context? Well, because it's easy to get fixated on that and see things as doom and gloom and oh my goodness, the end is near. But, did you know that Anglicanism is the fastest growing Christian tradition in the world? It's the fastest growing tradition in the, in the world. In Canada it's definitely not. The opposite is true. But in the world taken as a whole, Anglicanism is growing by leaps and bounds. 80% of the world's Anglicans, do you know where they live? Africa and the global south. Africa and the global south. And so I want us to reflect on what it means to be Anglicans in Paris, in Canada, but part of a global tradition that is in fact growing. Because I think it is important for us to listen to our brothers and sisters in Africa and in the South to hear what they are doing right, because clearly they are doing something right where the white Western church is not doing something right. As Anglicans, history matters to us. History and tradition are important. They don't define everything, but they are integral to how we understand ourselves. And so as an Anglican tradition, we listen to our historical roots, not just the historical roots of our church as it came out of England, but the historical roots of the church Catholic, that is to say the church universal, the global church. And historically, this means, uh uh-oh, someone better grab that for her because (laughs) she's having a great old time with it. Historically, this means we go back to our roots as a church. And we know the historical roots of the church are not Western. They are not Anglo-Saxon. They are not English. Look at the missionary journeys of St. Paul. We hear a reading from Galatians. Galatia is in Turkey. We know that Paul and the apostles traveled to the, throughout the Holy Land, Syria, Turkey, Africa. The Church's roots, Anglican and otherwise, are not Western. They are African and Middle Eastern. So as Anglicans, it is important that we listen to these voices in our earliest history. Because the earliest theologians that put together the understanding of what it means our apostolic faith, the faith handed down to us by our uh, forebears in the faith, going back to the apostles in the early church, most of them were African or Middle Eastern. Names like Origen and Cyprian and Tertullian and Augustine or Augustine, maybe names that don't mean anything to you, but those are all early church theologians whose impact in the life of the church we still feel today. And guess what? None of them were white, and none of them were Western. Now, I'm not saying this to to beat up on us or anything like that, but I'm saying it's important for us to learn and to listen, historically to our roots, but also contemporarily to those churches in our communion that are growing by leaps and bounds. To be Anglican in Paris and in Canada is to listen to those voices. Because these voices show us that the history of Anglicanism Rooted in the book of common prayer, and just a note on common prayer, common means accessible, common to all people, right? Worship in the Reformation, or prior to the Reformation period was all in Latin, so most people didn't understand it. It was uncommon prayer because people didn't understand Latin or didn't have a full working understanding of it. How many people here today speak Latin? I know one person has a pretty good understanding of Latin. It's not me common prayer that the Anglican tradition gave to us means prayer in the language of the people, the vernacular. And so what this means for us as Anglicans is as Anglican communities took root throughout the world, other communities, other languages, other cultures adapted that history of common prayer and put it into their own context in a way that their people could understand, in a way that their culture could resonate. And so, that means to be Anglican does not mean that you are English. It doesn't mean that you are Anglo-Saxon. It doesn't mean you're Western. To be Anglican means you are part of a global communion of Christians who understand the tradition of common prayer as it arises in their own local contexts. It's part of one of the reasons why Anglicanism has been able to thrive throughout the world is this tradition of common prayer of allowing the people to pray in a language in a way they understand, and to adapt it to their own cultural context. So where we sit here, in Paris, is to listen to those global voices. Sometimes when we run into trouble, tunnel vision sets in, and we just focus on the immediate and the things that are right in front of us. But our history as Anglicans tells us we need to have a wider vision and a wider view. Because we are part of a global communion and we need to listen to those voices where the gospel is being proclaimed the loudest, the proudest, the truest and that's meant to give us encouragement for how we understand our mission because believe it or not evangelism is also deeply rooted in our Anglican DNA. The reason why Anglicanism is a global tradition is because Anglican missionaries went throughout the world and planted churches in local communities that then took those traditions and owned them for themselves. I may have shared the story that my brother-in-law, he's from India, and he grew up in a very Christian part of India, and believe it or not, he grew up Anglican. He's not Anglican anymore, sorry we lost that one, but uh, I'm working on him. and if you're listening to this, Hanuel, I love you, brother. Um, but it was, it was a neat realization for me to say that the ties that bound us are, obviously, he's married to my sister, so there's the familial tie. There's the, the faith, we're, we're both Christian. But it was neat to say that here, my brother-in-law from halfway across the world in the Southern Hemisphere, we actually have an Anglican connection. Even though our skin color is completely different, even though he, his first language is not English, we have that connection. And that's a really powerful thing. In the same way, Ozo, who's not here, so we're gonna, we, we miss your husband, I know he's, he's at home with Mandy, but uh, Anglican from Nigeria. That's where a majority of the Anglicans in the world are, is Nigeria, Kenya, Africa. And to have that community represented here among us is a powerful thing. So as Anglicans, we have this history of evangelism and mission of going out into the world and sharing with all people the good news of Jesus Christ. It's part of who we are as Anglicans. So we can look around at the decline and we can say, oh my goodness, this is not looking good. Or we can have that wider vision that says our tradition matters because we see it growing and making a difference in the lives of so many people And from that we can find encouragement that our calling is the same thing here in our context. My friends, there is no more beautiful thing in the world than for one person to share with another their faith in Jesus Christ. That's how it's worked always from the beginning. From those days of Paul, going out on his missionary journeys and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ that You don't have to go through these external rituals of mutilating your flesh. You just have to follow in the way of Jesus Christ. And so that's part of our vocation, is just to go out and share the good news. So the question again is then, why is it important to be Anglican today here in Paris? Well, I think the answer to that question is because an Anglican presence is always important. It's not the most important, it's not the least important in terms of denominations. We're not trying to rank ourselves according to where we fit in the grand scheme of things. But it's to say that Anglicans offer a position that could possibly heal the divisions that happen so often between Christians. Anglicans occupy a middle space, you could say, between Roman Catholics on the one hand and various Protestant churches on the other we can be a place that allows different Christians to come together and to feel that common ground. Because Anglicans are able to inhabit that place, that context that pulls on the best of all traditions and allows it to take root in a local form in a local community. So why is it important for Anglicans today to be Anglicans here today in Paris? Because that is what God has called us to do to be Anglicans here today in Paris. What does that mean? Well, that means we do as we have always done. We worship according to our tradition of common prayer. We welcome and we invite others to be part of that fellowship of believers who follow Jesus. And we go out into the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus. We gather and we scatter. We gather and we scatter. That's always been the Anglican dynamic of life. We worship the Lord our God, and we love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we worship together. And then we go out into the world to love our neighbor as ourself. And as we love our neighbor, we invite them to come back with us and to fellowship and to learn of the great love of God given to us through Jesus Christ. And then we go into that world scattered to share that love again. That's what the world needs now more than anything. And Anglicans, as I said, operate in a space that allows us to do that alongside other traditions. Not in competition with them, not thinking we're better than them, but learning from them, and learning from our sisters and brothers from across the globe. Because why is the church growing in leaps and bounds in Africa and the global south? Because Anglicans have taken their role and their mission seriously, which is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The love and mercy and forgiveness of God poured out for all people, in all places, in all times. That's the heart and the beauty of what it means to be Anglican. May God find us faithful in this task. Amen.